Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, it's a Friday. This is The Drive, by the way. Yes, sir. Uh, It's a, a Friday. We're still... Fighting some raindrops here again today. A little bit. I, I was checking the weather, but it doesn't seem like it's correlating with my weather app. That, it, that they're supposed they're to on be the grass done. field, so that I mean, it tells me it's not going to get bad. If it, right, if right, it was right. going to get bad, they'd be over on the uh, the turf field. So, but everything's a little wet, a little damp. You know? Assuming it's going to blow through, and and uh, Steelers will get their third. Yeah, practice of this uh, training camp in. I'm sure Coach T would much rather it be 95, though. I mean, it's yeah. it's not real yeah. hot. Tomorrow's you know? I think tomorrow's supposed to be sunny and like 85. So no, oh, okay, that'll yeah. be a good day. For and them. that's the last unpadded practice. That's the last unpadded practice. Yeah. I was wrong about that before. They made another change in the uh, CBA mm-hmm. that those first four days it used to be the first three days, right? Uh, where the heat acclimation period. Now it's four days. So Monday, Sunday the they're first. off. Sunday they're off. Monday will be the first padded practice and that will be a lot of fun it's definitely a ramp up though i mean yeah that's a big difference than what we've seen absolutely like right. i talked to pat meyer today the their offensive line coach and he was getting asked uh, there were there were a couple of us are talking to him mm-hmm. and you know we're talking about the left guard battles things like that and he's like you really can't tell anything yet especially as an line until these guys get the get yeah. the pads on and you know then you're then you're going to start to see the one-on-ones and mm-hmm. things of that nature they can't do that now no I mean, they're in no, shells right, today right. but it's still not going to do that and even working on you know we're going to double team this guy and get up to the second level i mean you still can't thump them you know you can't right. try to drive them you're working the ground they're, or, you like know. they're walking through that kind of stuff to get the right, muscle right, memory right. but it is it's not the preliminary same. stuff yeah which same. which brings me to a couple things. I kind of want to talk about the left guard thing a little bit. But also, before you know, I mean, when it's all said and done, there aren't that many real practices. Practice practices, yeah. yeah. I mean, like real football, old school, Bear Bryant practices. You know, like, there's not much of that time at all between now and opening day. There really isn't. And then you only have the three preseason games, which. Yeah, right. You know. How much does everybody play? And, you know, it seems like the Rams don't play anybody. Right. You know? you know? It really kind of makes things tough on the young guys. I think, uh, you know, these new CBA rules, mm-hmm. you know, for a young, because you catch a coach's eye in the padded practices. Oh, yeah, or making a big play, big play on uh, in, in the preseason. I mean, the Terrell Davis example always comes up. He was a six-round running back out of Georgia. I think they drafted a running back even earlier that year, but he blows someone up on kickoff. It's like, whoa, okay, and then the yeah. special teams coach notices, and then well, give him a couple more reps at running back because he's going to be active on game day. You know, I mean, 
So there's much less opportunity for that. Really is, and, and so I, I think maybe that even ramps up the intensity a little bit more than what you would typically see because those guys are going to be – That's a good point. You know, you got to get out here and, and, and make a name for yourself mm-hmm. quickly. You, know, you can't mess around. And you hope they realize that. Yeah, I mean, can't you, warm up to it. You can't be like, oh, it was a long process. I'm going to pace myself. You know, I yeah. don't want to get, get ahead of – get over my skis too much. Well, you better. I mean, especially if you're a fringe dude. Here's the other thing that I, you always would see in previous years, like a guy who flashes early – and then kind of fades away. Well, now if you flash early, nobody might not knows be you're such faded a bad yet. thing. <laughs> right, right, right. The, kind of, the fade never really thing. happened, yeah. maybe. That's a good point. But really, I'd have to count them. What is there, maybe 15 real practices? Something yeah, like that? Yeah, and, and once, you know? you know, the way Mike Tomlin's always handled this, you know, once they get into the games, the preseason games, he'll start scaling things back a little bit. Because, yeah. you the, know, you the get, practice after that game is not going to be, you know, hitting and whatnot. Right, and, right. You, know, you travel and things like that, too. So. No, it, there's a lot less prep than people think. And which is, to be honest, it's perfectly fine for Cam Hayward. You know, it's a 17-game yeah. schedule, hopefully some playoff games on top of that. Don't beat my body up at all. But from Isaiah Loudermilk, you know, <laughs> it might be a different story, or especially yeah. the year-ago version of Isaiah Loudermilk. You yeah, know? any of the young guys who are mm-hmm. trying to make this roster, it makes it difficult. But Or just uh, knowing what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just to figure things out. That's you do have the off-season program, which helps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so these first four practices are kind of the extension of that, mm-hmm. reinforcing a lot of the stuff that you probably worked on in the spring and going over that stuff. These ones have really felt a lot like mini camp and OTAs to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, a little more intense. And you know, mini camp was a little more intense than OTAs, and these are a little more intense than mini camp, which was the way they drew it up on paper in the contract, which makes some sense to me, but. It's not old school football by any stretch yet, you know. No, old school training it's camp. Not, no, not one bit. Uh, guys starting to get their helmets here. Yeah, fans heading, are getting rowdy. Yeah, heading out onto the field here as practice gets underway. Uh, we are underway here live from St. Vincent College, uh, adjacent to Chuck Noll uh, Chuck Noll Field here as the Steelers uh, start to take uh, part in their practice. The uh, the big uglies are down at the other end of the field. They're uh, mm-hmm. getting ready to take them. We're watching the specialists here on our side of things. Uh, but you mentioned the big uglies to start the show. I mean, what they're doing down there in Indy isn't much different than what they'll do all day. <laughs> you yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Right. You know, they, yeah. they have their helmets on. They're learning about hands placement and, you know, assignments and all that. But until Monday, that's not a whole lot different than their responsibilities, you know, throughout the course it of the It really practice. isn't, yeah. I mean, you snap the football, everybody stands up and kind of. Mm-hmm. I got him, I got him. Yeah. You know, right. Where's go the through, mic? You know? Go through the motions. Um what was I going to say? I forget now. Uh, oh, I know. What we were talking saying. left guard a so, little. We could do that later. I, I'm looking here at Presley Harvin. Yes. Um, I was told that he is down 40 pounds this year. Uh, which is a, a big number. To, to, which is a big number for anybody. Point. Right, but right, right. For a punter. For a punter. A, a unique body type as punters go. Yes. I mean, even you know, when he was drafted, it was, whoa, look at that guy. He doesn't look like everybody else. Uh, a little more rotund than the average punter. Unbelievably powerful, though. Yeah. You know, like, I know he's kind of in the fan's doghouse, but he has an awful lot of ability. Yeah, and if he can, if he trims down, obviously that means he's putting in the work and wants to be more limber, quicker, you know. I mean, people don't think about athleticism for a punter, and frankly it doesn't matter for kickers. <laughs> but for punters it does a little it bit. Does You're a little just bit, yeah. into bad snaps. A lot of those times they'll ask you to throw. Like, you want a good punter. To, you want your athlete or – if you're scouting punters, athleticism counts. You know, kicker. I don't care if he runs at eight oh forty. I mean, I just don't care at all. Put it through the uprights. You know. Yeah. 
Now you do have to have a little bit of, you know, the 160-pound kicker. Wow, that might, might worry that might you a little. might be a problem. Right, yeah. right. Or even holding. There's some athleticism to holding, too. You yeah, know, right. Catching right. bad snaps, getting yeah, down, that's having good hands. Yeah, your punter's you know? got to have good hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I do think Harvin has that. Yeah. Um, but boy, he has power. Yeah. What he needs is a consistency. Yes. You know, from punt to punt. That That's what they're looking for from him. Um, but with no doubt, I mean, if you're if it just maybe this doesn't even change the way the ball comes off his foot or anything. But if you dedicated yourself in the offseason to lose that much weight, it matters to you. you yeah, you know what right, I mean? Right. Like I remember Jameis Winston did that. And I thought, you know, he's not slow, but he's, he's really putting in the work. And now all of a sudden he has pretty quick feet as opposed to, you know, a slightly slower than average feet. And, you know, that kind of stuff matters. And I think you show the team that. Hey, I'm not happy with what I put on tape here the first time around. I'm ready to change my reputation. That's the thing, and I've I've seen videos of him kicking in the off season, and um, you know, for him, I think that you know what he can get on hang time is going to be huge because mm-hmm. he does have the big leg. Can you can you kick it high? You, you don't have to averaging 49 or 50 yards per punt. I, I don't necessarily need that. If you average 45 and they never return the ball. Right. If they're catching fair catch after fair catch. Yeah. Well, that's no big plays allowed, you know. Right. And, oh, by the way, when it's hanging up there, if anyone's ever tried to catch a punt, I have not. But we used to joke about it all the time <laughs> yeah. on my podcast way back when. It's one of the hardest things in the game. I mean, especially when weather's coming at you. Oh, by the way, there's 11 people screaming down the field trying to knock your face <laughs> off, you know. So catching a punt in itself is difficult. And if he can boom big hang times, little returns – the Steelers will be just fine. Yeah. I did actually wrote a story about that a couple of years ago. I talked to some guys who, who do it, Deontay Johnson, Ryan Switzer, some other guys mm-hmm. who, who have returned punts in the NFL. And, they, you know, I think, the, like, the punters now are so good at putting different – they're like golfers. They're like golfers. Putting different spins on the ball and knuckleballs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, and you don't know how it's coming out because you can't see the punter when you're – you know, you're 45 yards downfield. He's, he's another – eight yards behind that, yeah, yeah, uh, behind a bunch of guys who are going to stand up and block for him. You can't see necessarily where the ball's coming out at until you see it in the air. And then you got to figure out, okay, what kind of spin is that? What what do you do to it? Is it a knuckleball? Yeah. Some of them can do it where the ball doesn't spin at all. Right, right. They, they I don't know how they do that stuff. But the Aussie guys do yeah. different things. And, uh, I mean, I remember the years with the Browns, uh, a buddy of mine that was on staff went on to be an NFL special teams coach, and I ran into him in a combine 10, 15 years later or whatever. And I'm like, man, i got to ask you something. This has been driving me crazy because I get mixed answers on it. I'm like, it used to be, and I'm sure all of our listeners remember this, if you're a punt returner on the 10-yard line, the end zone's 10 yards behind you, and the ball's over your head, never, ever field it. Right. You know? And you still hear fans and some announcers talk about that. Why does he field the ball there? Right. The rules have changed amongst special teams coaches. Because if you don't, they'll drop that thing within the 10 every time. Yeah. You know, it's now it's like the five. You know, yeah. that it, it, you're a golfer. I'm not. But it's like these dudes chipping around the, the greens. I mean, they, they put different spins on it. They kill it. They draw it. You know, I mean, they, they really can control that football a thousand times better, I think, than even I realize or most people listening realize. I mean, they have immense control on the ball. To be honest, I don't think that's Harvin's strength. I mean, I don't think he's a – a touch golfer. He's a little more John Daly. <laughs> you yeah, know, right. You know right. what I mean? He's a boomer and a, uh, a height guy. But you also have to realize weather. I mean, if he's kicking in the AFC North for his career and sticks with the Steelers, he's got to cut that wind. He's got to, you know, you don't want a finesse guy there. You want a boomer. And, and that's definitely what he is. So I, I, I think his book is far from written. I know they brought a punter in who 
has some experience, has a, some reputation. I don't know much about him, to be honest, but I still think they expect Harvin to be the punter and, and to groom a very, very talented player. Yeah, yeah I think so. They're, just, they're certainly not going to give up on him. They, they mm-hmm. saw something in him to draft him there uh, last year. And, oh, by the way, you know, I know people complaining about things like that. The Ravens drafted a punter in the fourth round this year. There were like three or four of them drafted in the mid rounds this yeah. year. The Bills took the you know the punting god or whatever he called himself. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and the other thing about the draft too is where Harvin was drafted. I think some analytic folks have kind of looked at these picks and said, "There's such a low hit rate if we take a safety, a linebacker, yeah. you know, that why not get a guy that's going to make the team and be a position player for us maybe for ten years, right? And, you know, and, yeah. And like the Ravens are a perfect example. I mean. uh Cook's been a great punter for them. He's overshadowed by Tucker, but I think he makes like four or five million. Well, he retired. And, and yeah. yeah, yeah, and they knew they had a replacement. But it's sometimes these punters, when they're making that big of money, would you rather have a seventh-round pick or four million in cap space? Right. At some point, you, you, you price yourself out of the league. Yeah, right, right, right. If you're right. smart about it, it right. yeah, you just, you know, you, you kind of, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the, you know, 1.5 for the next four years as opposed mm-hmm. to making $4 million this year. And I'm year. happy and everybody's yeah. happy and I have no <laughs> – I can sleep at night and get by on that 1.5. Yeah. So it's it's always interesting. Um, but I think he's one of the more interesting Steelers. I mean, it, yeah. I, I didn't know we were talking about punters to start the show, but, I mean yeah. – Well, I saw him standing there in front of us. That's right, the great right. thing about being able to, to see some stuff. He could talk you – know, stuff comes to my mind. Yep, yep, 100%. But I think he's, he's a very important guy for them. I mean, I don't think their offense is going to get first down after first down either. He's right. going to be busy. You know? And if you're – you know, if he's if – he's, that's the one thing that Jordan Berry did well. Uh, he, he was, you know, fine at punter. But he was really good at placing the ball inside the yeah. 20. Yeah, he was. He was more of a touch guy. Yeah, yeah right. And so – you know, if you're going to be a defensive-minded team and play field position, that's huge. Yeah, it's absolutely. Now Harvin's huge. more of a flip the field guy. He's more of a flip the field yeah. guy. You know, which which is fine. I mean, if it's a bad offensive series and you start going backwards and it's third and fifteen, you don't convert. Boom. You know, your defense isn't that. You know, starting at midfield. That's great. Um, but if he can become more of a touch guy or your Barry conversation, I mean, the league really has gone to. Explosive play, explosive play. Don't allow explosive play. Generate explosive play. So the the style of defenses people play are okay. If you can nickel and dime us or five yards of carry, great. But if you got to go ninety five yards as opposed to eighty against a defense like that, it's dramatically harder. I mean, that's probably two more first downs you have to accumulate over the drive at least. Yeah, yes. which means you're you're probably converting a couple of third downs. Yeah. And, you know, that's one one drop pass or holding penalty or you know sack and you know, ruins your drive. And you're punting. Yeah, yeah, and you're punting. Right. So, interesting. There's Chris Hoke. How about that? Yeah. Uh, interesting. Well, I saw uh, Aaron Smith running around here today, too. That must be a former defensive lineman day. Maybe so. it is. Maybe <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, you know, the sights and sounds that you see here at Steelers training camp. Yesterday we saw uh, Jeff Hardings, saw uh, mm-hmm. Ike Taylor uh, out at uh, out at uh, Sharky's the other night out on the right. pier. Uh, uh, Scott Sweezum was, was here. Podcast. Scott, yeah, Sean Sweezum was, was, was here. Yeah. Uh, so, you do, you do see some guys. And tomorrow, the Hall of Honor class 2022 is announced ah, so that'll, that'll be, be a fun show for that'll us be interesting. Right, right, yeah right. That, that comes out at one o'clock so that'll be just in time for, the, mm-hmm. for us to talk about that on our show and we're ch- chatting everybody always asks me who, who, who do you think is going to be the next hall of honor class i'm like there's so many guys that's a hard that's some, a, some organizations are like hmm we gotta come yeah. up with somebody for hall I mean, of we, honor, we, right? we joked a, a few years ago about the, the bengals, bengals stuff, yeah. uh, the bengals top 50 players like I mean, yeah. I don't think Breach, the kicker, was like ninth. Third. He was third. <laughs> he was third. Okay, yeah. right. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you know, kicker was uh, a kicker was number three overall. <laughs> um, 
you know, that's not the case here for the Steelers, and there's there's no. just so many guys to choose from. You know, you Justin about... Tucker's not third for the Ravens. No, <laughs> no, and they right, haven't even right, been right. around that long. Right. He might be in the top ten for them. But, uh, he'd be pretty high, but he's <laughs> as good as I've ever seen. He's better than Breach. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. You want to you want to be here. So that'll that'll come out during uh, Wes and uh, Moat's show. Oh, cool. Tomorrow. So we'll, we'll so be the... fresh for us to react to. Yeah. They'll get to announce it. We'll get to react to it. Absolutely. And um, and we're going to chat with Bert today, too, um, yeah. and maybe we'll bring that up to him as well. I'm guessing there'll be a player or two on that list that uh, I've probably covered. That's oh, just I would be. think so. You've been doing this a long time, my friend. Yeah, too long, <laughs> as some would say. But, you know, I've got, you know, still, it, it's amazing. I've, I've covered this as long as I have, and I'm still just 29 years old. <laughs> You've aged not so well. Not so well. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you're a training camp. We are going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, we'll be joined by Steelers PR mogul, Burt Loughton. We'll do that right after this. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the Black and Gold, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We're pleased to be joined now by Steelers uh, PR guru, uh, Bert Loughton. And, uh, Bert, glad to have you on the show. I know we, we typically do this uh, once every training camp. First of all, it's great to be back here yeah, that's at training cool. camp. It is great to be back up here, mm-hmm. and you could just tell that uh, the media and the fans <laughs> alike are happy to be back up there, or back up here. I'm sure the uh, Latrobe area doesn't mind uh, you guys back up here as well, so we're excited. That yeah. was evident the other night. I think Latrobe <laughs> is happy to see us. <laughs> And a little bit more, like, even though the, the first two days have kind of been held back a little bit by the rain, but there's a pretty good crowd here today. This is a bigger crowd than, than we've had the first yeah, couple of days. Yeah, we're excited because they, they don't even have their pads on yet, and it's already a big crowd. But I think the, the fans here are excited just because we haven't been able to be up here for a couple of years. So it makes it a lot easier for – because a lot of these fans don't get a chance to go to uh, go to the stadium, AccuSure Stadium, to uh, – you know, see games and such because it's obviously a hard ticket to get. So it's nice that uh, the guys after practice every day so far have been signing autographs. So it's really nice to see the crowd. And we're expecting a big crowd tomorrow as well, so that's exciting. And those rules have changed a little bit in terms of you can't just show up. That you have to have a little bit of uh, pre, uh, pre-planning with this. That is correct. Yeah, through our website and through our mobile app, uh, you can go on and we have each day schedule basically click on there and uh you're able to it takes you to Ticketmaster, and tickets are free don't get me right. wrong yeah, but you just have to secure them and we've done them the last two years at the stadium so it's not anything new and we haven't had too many fans not be able to get in and such but uh at the end of the day we're going to work with every one of the fans so if something goes wrong we're still going to let them in but it just gives us an opportunity to uh let us know who the fans are so if something if they purchase something or if they have come every day of camp <laughs> we know who the uh, uh, the fans are that are really uh, enjoying camp, and we just get to interact with them directly, which helps a lot with our with our fan engagement efforts. Very cool. So. And Dale's brought this up a lot. So every current Steeler that came from Minka Fitzpatrick or later has never been here. I mean, right. Minka, this is his first time here, which is amazing to me. 
has a lot of the team been asking you guys and the staff in general, you know, where's the cafeteria? How do I get there? Or, you know, like, <laughs> I'm sure that's new for you guys. Ironically, you know? it's not just the players. It's the coaches. No, that makes, I didn't <laughs> think of that. Staff, right? Right? I think half, I think half media, your, your coaches were had not been here. Exactly. So yeah. uh, on Monday, the staff and uh, coaching staff arrived. So you could see some of the new coaches and the new uh, front office staff kind of like, okay, is this here? Is this there? And to be honest yeah. with you, there's been some is, changes on campus oh, too, right? Yeah, just the cafeteria, the way the locker room set up, everything. So uh, there have been some people kind of pointing uh, the right people <laughs> in the right direction. So, but even the players too. We were uh, coach made sure to uh, let the players know, hey, if you have any questions, there's a lot of people who have been coming up here to camp a long time. So uh, don't hesitate to ask because we don't want you going to the wrong building. Yeah, so, so. absolutely. Well, you mentioned the building. We've got a new name for your stadium, yep. Acrisure Stadium, uh, now taking that over. Any changes with that? Yeah, we're excited, to be honest with you, uh, with Acrisure Stadium. Uh, Greg Williams, uh, the founder's CEO and chairman, came and did a press conference at the stadium a couple weeks ago, and you could tell how genuine of a person he is. And the great thing is about the community, and we're anxious for him to – he's coming actually to training camp next week. Oh, great. So we'll see if we can get him on SNR right, here with yeah. you. Okay. But uh, – He's coming in next week, and he truly is a genuine Steelers fan, and he wants to do things in the community. He understands that a lot of people don't know who AccuSure is. However, he has taken that as a great challenge to ensure that what he does in the community, what he does up in Grand Rapids with the Children's Hospital up there and all the different efforts that the company does, he's bringing it to Pittsburgh. So we're excited. I know that once he gets acclimated and people start understanding how genuine of a quote-unquote, outside Pittsburgher is, I really think they're going to welcome him uh, with open arms. Because, like I said, he really wants to do things for the community. He really wants to do things for the stadium. And it gives us extra incentive to make sure that if there are upgrades and things like that, we're able to uh, take that to the next level. That's fantastic. I mean, it's great. For, sounds like for the whole city, the yes. whole community, as you mentioned. So is it safe to say that, you know, he wasn't even necessarily just targeting – any of the 32 you know, teams, he was targeting this one. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And the great part is the connection with Thomas Tall, one of our uh, – part of our investment um, ownership group. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a connection there, the natural connection there. And as we all know, Thomas loves the Steelers through and through. And since he had a relationship with – uh, Greg, they wanted to get some brand recognition out there. No other, uh, no better way to do it than with the Pittsburgh Steelers in our home stadium. So again, cool. once once we kick off week two uh, at Acushire Stadium, it, there's going to be some minimal changes. We're working on the Hall of Honor. Uh, 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 museum that it's going to be open later on, but there's a lot of things that over the balance of this. Uh, of this uh, contract, we're going to be able to upgrade. Neat. So, well, that's cool. new too. Uh, now that you mentioned the uh, the, the uh, museum there, yep. what uh, what kind of changes could can fans uh, expect to see there? Well, we're excited that uh, hopefully it's opening uh, later on in the season, and that's the goal, and we're on target for that. And I've took a sneak peek. Uh, it looks beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It's going to tell the story of whenever the uh, Hall of Honor classes began about five years ago. It was a place and a way for us to recognize not only the greats from the 70s and the 80s and, you know, current players or, you know, recently retired players, but 
people in the 40s and 50s that a lot of these fans, they think a lot of our uh, season started in, in like 1972. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so it'll, it'll be great. It'll have uh, graphics, video, fan interaction, and uh, it's located right at AccuSure Stadium, so we're excited about that. And to be honest with you, we're excited about tomorrow because Hall of Honor class is yeah, going to be uh, absolutely. announced tomorrow. So that's, that's going on up here. Our fans are going to be able to watch it, uh, listen to it. Uh, so I, I wish I could say that uh, who the inductees are, but I think that our fans will be very excited tomorrow at 1 o'clock whenever they get announced. So that's the schedule, 1 o'clock it's one just going to hit. Okay. Yep, 1 o'clock, and they'll be able to watch it on our uh, on our website, through our uh, mobile app and everything. And, again, it's about a 20-minute ceremony. Our president, Art Rooney II, will be uh, – will be on. Uh, Stan Savern will be hosting it. Oh, so it'll be it'll be a good event. And uh, like I said, I think the fans and everyone alike will be excited about the class we have. For you the know show. the names. I do know the names, but being in PR, you know I'm not going to give that. <laughs> oh, I know that. How many people on the planet know the names? There's probably about 8 to 10 people. Okay, that know okay. It. Maybe more, depending on if their families uh, are aware <laughs> yeah, at this yeah. point in time. So, but it's, it's going to be a good class. We're yeah, excited it's, about it's, tomorrow. It's always a big deal. I know the fans, since since you guys started doing that, I mean, I get peppered with questions about that all the time. Like, who do you think the next class is going to be? Yeah. Who would you put in? I'm like, there's just so many yeah. that, you know, if you're only going to do four or five every year or whatever it is, like – it's tough. Yeah. And, and the great part is we try to make sure that uh, we recognize those uh, individuals that played in the 40s, 50s, Absolutely. and 60s. Because, sure. to be honest with you, yeah, the record might not have been great back then, but there were some great play- Hall of Fame-type sure. players back then. So it's good that they're finally getting the recognition they deserve because obviously some of them and a lot of them can't make it into Canton. So this is a special way for them to recognize that, hey, the team, the organization really appreciates what they've done for the history of our organization. How long? Has it been around the the Hall of Honor? Yes, 2017. Okay, because yep. I was down at minicamp and I was strolling through the indoor and looked up at the Hall of Honor and thought, "Man, you guys run out of room already." I mean, there's so many <laughs> yeah. good names and there's so many more you could yep. put on. I yep. mean, Dale and I were sort of making fun of some other organizations that you could really strain to find some names, mm-hmm. but you guys have so many more that are valid. Yeah, you know, it's and, amazing. And that's what this Hall of Honor Museum is all about because, uh, as you guys know, we used to have it in the FedEx Great Hall at AccuSure Stadium. So now it's going to be in a large museum-type form of recognition. So it's an interactive area. And to be honest with you, uh, I remember uh, whenever I believe it was Super Bowl Forty-Three, uh, whenever I believe it was Dan Patrick asked Ambassador Rooney, uh, hey, you got your sixth Super Bowl here. You know, that room in the second floor at the facility, the practice facility, you know, is getting a little uh, little tight. And he's like, <laughs> we'll make room for more. <laughs> so we will make room for more Hall of Honor. Keep them coming, huh? Over the years. And yes, make some more after, the, you know, plenty of other opportunities. And it's great, guys, too, right? because yeah. the fans love – we love hearing about their opinions. Well, why mm-hmm. was so-and-so not in? Well, it's give, – give their time. Give it time. Yep. Yeah, give and, it time. Uh, what are the rules again? Like, how long has Ben have to wait? They have three years three. after they retire, yes. Okay. So, and certain amount, number of years with the team. So there's a couple stipulations, mm-hmm. but uh, I can tell you that there are there is a long list of potential uh, inductees that over the next several years I'm sure we'll get in. I, I like seven's chances on someday. I think he'll probably, probably squeak in there. I have a feeling yeah. at some point in time he'll probably <laughs> get in. Yes, that is accurate. So this is a year of transition for you guys, mentioning seven. Of mm-hmm. course, you're, you're changing at quarterback, but you also have a change at general manager with Omar Khan taking over. And, and he's obviously been here, but it's a new role for Omar. And, and how's that been for him? I know 
Omar, uh, at some point here, you, you said we're going to get a chance to, to talk to him. I don't know if that's necessarily something he's going to enjoy about the job. Not that Kevin did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is accurate. Uh, Kevin always did it with a smile, though. He always did it with a smile. He was a master of yes. saying things but not saying yes, so yes. many things. So, but no, with Omar, to be honest with you, whenever uh, we had his initial press conference, uh, what, back two months ago, a uh, month or so, whatever it was, uh, I obviously worked with them on, on how to talk and go about certain things and interview process and everything, kind of like what we do with everyone. So, mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, he picked it up pretty good. And uh, in his press conference, he was very calm and relaxed. So he's done a few. Uh, we've had some uh, national folks come through over the last 24 hours. He's done some few. And uh, the great thing about him with the interview process is he's the one that told me he would like to do more of a press conference setting ah. rather than like just the sit around a table and relax. So that's coming soon. But the transition, to be honest with you, there's a lot of the times that people just think that he was a cap guy or anything like he's been in draft meetings since he's been here in two. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is, he knows the drill and he surrounded himself with uh, a lot of talent as well. So he's excited for the job. Him and Mike have obviously worked closely together past 15 plus years. So the transition is, it's not always changes isn't always bad, but to be honest with you so far with Omar, he's been great in terms of willing to, uh, Willing to do what we ask him, he's uh, he knows that his uh, the mandated things that he has to do during camp and things, and not shying away from it. He's actually anxious for it. And to be honest with you, like he said in his press conference, the goal is here. It's not to change things. It's to insert new ideas, but ultimately get that Lombardi Trophy. You mentioned his cap background, which is immediately what you think of mm-hmm. him, and, and obviously that was his biggest role here up until now. Mm-hmm. But I think more and more you're going to see more GMs across the league with massive cap backgrounds. Yep. I mean. It's almost a cheat code if you can manage that cap extremely well. It's like any other business, not sports related. That that's almost first and foremost now. I think that's a real trend. And to be honest with you, Matt, the everyone always talks about how we have been uh, in bad cap situations over the years. <laughs> he got we you sh- out of them. He got <laughs> us right, out of right, a right, lot right. of those. Yeah. And the great part is, we still had a successful team. Right, so it right. wasn't like that we had to uh, dig out and say, oh, no, well, the next two years. He's done a great job in terms of that. And if you look around the league, too, you know, they're changing not just the mentality of the old school scouts and stuff. Uh, there is a lot of younger GMs getting positions, mm-hmm. uh, both men and women sure. in personnel roles. So it's some, some analytic background. Exactly. Too, the and right, analytics right. are a big part of the NFL right now. So uh, he, he hired some different people that are able to uh, – kind of collaborate all those different areas, and uh, he's excited about it. So yeah, see good. what happens. You mentioned that Greg Williams uh, community work here. You, you guys got some stuff that you're working on here as well with uh, community relations stuff on the field. What uh, what you got cooking? Yeah, we, in fact, every day our director of uh, community relations, Blair Holmes, uh, we bring different members of the community down at each day groups, anywhere from 15 to 25, and they're from the Homewood Children's Village. They're different high schools. They're different people that – Want, want and get the opportunity to be on the sidelines, see the guys. The guys come over to them afterwards, talk to them. Because, like I said, just about the fans, these these community groups also, it means a lot for the Steelers to take time out of their day. And every day, she has people set up every day, 15 to 25 people. Uh, and it's not just a autograph signing. Uh, a lot of the times it's youth football teams that come in and do 
little uh, mini camps over here to, uh, <laughs> to my left. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's not just the community efforts, it's the youth football efforts, and they do a great job in terms of that because there's so many different areas of the city that have underprivileged, you know, communities that might not get a chance to come and see the guys a lot. So to have Mike Tomlin say hello to them, give them, you know, one or two minutes of guidance or have – uh, Cam Hayward come over and say that means a lot. That means yeah, a lot yeah. to these guys, and it means a lot to their communities that they're able to go back and tell their families and tell their school classmates that hey, I got a chance to you know hang out with the Steelers for a day and get some instructions. And that's what we try to do, to be honest with you. In this training camp setting, we didn't get to do it as much the last two years uh, at the stadium. So now uh, they are lined up. Uh, she she does a great job of lining them up and uh, getting them in here, and it's exciting. So, Bert, you and I met many moons ago, both working for Pitt's athletic department, and your Steelers go out and draft a Pitt guy this year. I know. How's Kenny fitting in? Kenny has been great in terms of just dealing with me, too. He always has a smile on his face mm-hmm. and, sure, Bert, whatever you need type thing. Sure. And, uh, EJ did a good job. With I, was, I bet EJ raised about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. trained him pretty Give well. Some props to EJ Borghetti. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, in fact, whenever he was drafted, EJ and I spoke and – he literally is like, Bert, you're going to love him. He's so easy to work with. And from – I don't have any say what he does on the field, <laughs> but everything off the field, he has been gracious, has been up front, like, hey, I'll do this, but I, you know, I want to shy away from this. So he's been great so far, to be honest with you. A couple so, of my old pit buddies said the exact same thing. I really? snuck next door when we were at minicamp just to ask a little bit, and they – all rave about the young Good. man. Yeah, that's yep. great. I echo that. Mm-hmm. I echo that. That's fantastic. We won't hold you up anymore. You got. I know you got to get over and take care of practice and do those kind of things. Yep. Here's the uh, Steelers take uh, on take the field for practice number three here. Mm-hmm. Of training Which Monday camp. the pads come on, Dale? Just a yeah, yeah. friendly reminder. That. So. Hopefully by then we'll be able to see it. So <laughs> that, uh, listen, Dale, I can guarantee you'll be able to see the pads. <laughs> all right, that's pads, that's all so. we ask for. Yeah. This all this is more just mini camp stuff, anyway. That's very. True. I saw all that. That's very. You know, true. so I'll, I'll so. be ready to do that then. But our guest has been Bert Loughton, the Steelers PR director. We appreciate him stopping by, giving us all the uh, inside scoop here on everything that's going on here. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there's probably we might be pushing eight to ten thousand people here today. It's a lot. It's a nice crowd. There's people lined up along the uh, the, uh, the walkway over there as well. It looks like the uh, best one yet that I've seen. I it's, would agree. Yeah, it's the that. best one yet. It's, it, this is great to see uh, this many people out here. Absolutely, uh, it's just fantastic. Uh, but Matt and I are going to take a break. We'll be back with more on the drive right after this. Let's go play some ball. Always talking black and gold football on SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and uh, practice is. Uh, we're seeing some. Uh, we got here some, some passing drills taking place mm-hmm. here in front of us. Uh, watching the quarterbacks throw, and this is a little different. These are just the uh, the kind of the, still they're, they're still in the warm up portion of practice. Um, they're just starting, so I'm trying to get a, a bead exactly on what they're doing. But I've been really interested in the quarterback drills to start practice the last couple days. You know, I remember the first one, the first second, I get my days mixed up here, but they were doing tons of designed rollouts. You know, as soon as the snap comes, rolling right and left. You know, a lot of teams will only go right. Um, I think they're going to throw so much at at the opponents this year. I mean, I think there'll be quick hitters, long developing plays, a lot asked of the quarterback, you know, from ball handling and from a footwork perspective. And – People think about 
I, I so often get, boy, the quarterbacks are going to run so much more this year. I'm like, well, yeah, because almost because every team can, runs yeah. more than than they right. did last year. But I don't think the offense is all about. I mean, it's not going to resemble the Ravens. I mean, it's, no, they're not going to be that. Of, no, yeah, no, they're, no, they're not going to be. You know, I mean, there'll be some quarterback keepers. There'll probably be some zone read stuff. If the, if the DN plays the running back, the quarterback keeps it. But I think more so in terms of quarterback athleticism. They want light-footed guys with soft hands and ball-handling skills. You and, know? and guys that can throw on the move. I th- yeah, that was yeah. one thing that really stood out about my interview with uh, Mike Sullivan, their their quarterback's coach, yesterday. Like He's like, you know, you have to be able to not just be able to move. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of guys can move, but they can't hit the broad side of a barn. Right. Like, you yeah, have right, to be right. able to, to do that. Too. You have to be able to, to be accurate. And, and those design rollouts as well as the ad-lib plays. You know, like Tom Brady's not a good athlete, but he's always been a good rollout, square your shoulders, yeah. fundamentally get it out. You know, I mean, so you don't need Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson, you know, and all these guys are good athletes and good movement players. Yeah, absolutely. Um I know looking at these guys, everybody's kind of putting a lot, uh, you know, of, uh, of emphasis on the quarterbacks. And, of course. Right. You know, everybody's looking at every throw. And the Steelers aren't looking at it that way, first of all. They, they're, they're looking at the, the total package here. Um, you know, they want, to, they want to see what all these guys can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're not – Mike Tomlin's even said, hey, we're not going to judge us on a pass-per-pass situation. This Good. Is, nor the, yeah, should they, right? Should I mean, you, I know yeah. the, the media likes to do that at times. and. Uh, we've talked about this ad nauseum since we've been here, but I don't want to hear someone was nine for ten or ten out of eleven or one out of fifty. I don't care. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all about the, the degree eight, of know? difficulty. Right. Uh, it's all about you know what's who, being asked. Who of are you them? doing it with? Right. Who you know that, those kind of things matter too. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's going to get a chance here. Uh, well, except for Chris Olavecon, who he's getting very little of a chance. Yeah. But that's he's, the, that was part of the, we signed as, up for. Right? You and I have thrown as many passes in eleven on elevens <laughs> as far as he has. Right, uh, and that's probably going to continue to be the case until maybe the the last week or so of. It has to be the other three. Just the need other three a lot, need especially Pickett and Trubisky. I but mean, they just need a lot. To me, things will ramp up a little bit more next week. Oh yeah, 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 and. Guys, I mean, guys' arms will get a little tired or two. And, you know, I mean, you're, you're going to want to start you know, yeah. t- taking what, a little know, off their plate. Actually, maybe. Mason Rudolph was asked about that um, the other day. He was asked, hey, uh, you know, Ben always got a day off every third day off. He's, you know, do you see Mike doing that with any of the you guys this year? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe after my 12th year in the yeah. league and I get some that's, rings. That's and, not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to be out there every on the day. Way, right? Yeah. yeah. And, nor should they. I mean, yeah. can you imagine one of those guys going to coach? Like, I could really use a day off. How about yeah. I just chill out today? How about like, just giving the other guys some stuff? You're a competition here. <laughs> right, 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 like, right. I don't even remember who asked the question, but I kind of looked. I'm like, really? You <laughs> <laughs> can go there? Um, yeah, this is, I mean, you could say it's not a throw-for-throw competition. Mm-mm. But in your head, it kind of you feel it. You it feel feels a little to me like the combine. You know, yeah. they run the same routes, and quarterback one throws, and then quarterback two throws it, and then quarterback three throws it, and it's not there's the star, and he throws as many as he wants, and then the other guys come in and try to you know pick up the scraps. I mean, it's more of a assembly line scouting, as I like to say at the combine, where one after another after another, and. There's more to looking pretty, completing passes in shells and, you know, no pads. But it's a part of the evaluation, as it is in the college world, too. You know, I mean, seeing these guys back-to-back is useful. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, And I think that's, you know. And they don't have to be the prettiest balls or the best arm strength. You know, right, 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 yeah. 
It's, it's all On about the results. And, right, right. It's all about results. So we'll see uh, how that continues to play out here. But it's not going to be decided today. It's not going to be decided tomorrow. It's not going to be decided sometime next week. This is going to be a process where I expect it to, to, you know, I don't expect Mike Tomlin to name a starting quarterback until maybe after that second preseason game. And I'm sure. Things will be ev- obvious. I would say yeah. I think it's pretty evident, and us that are around the team have a pretty good feel. But I know this is small potatoes in the world of NFL coaches, but you want all the national folks to be like, oh, there's a big competition going oh, yeah. on. You know, right, right. I mean, there's no reason to show your hand completely. Well, I told you, I looked today and the Steelers over under – for season win total on DraftKings was seven. It seems now. to be dropping. It went down, and I'm like, that, you know, people. Are, well, they still don't know who their quarterback's going to be. They kinda yeah, they kind of do. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the second they signed them, they had a pretty good idea who their quarterback was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you know, I, I think they, they didn't signed, know who they were getting in the draft. And they yeah. they were very high on Mitch Trubisky, and one reason why, and, and I asked Mike Sullivan about this yesterday. Um, let me find the, the quote here from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I said, you know, was it? Were you looking for that uh, mobility factor? Were you yeah, looking for that, like we were that just play talking, action? Right, right. You know, you, you got a, a guy here who's really. See, there's a lot. Play, I mean, while you're looking yeah, there, I, mean, I got it here. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I said, were you looking for more of a play action type quarterback? And he said that jumped out to me when we were looking at him in free agency when I was looking at Chicago tape and even some of the limited reps he had in Buffalo, how very good he was, the rhythm of his footwork, the timing and the, the, timing and the accuracy. There was an awful lot that we could see that was impressive both under center and in the shotgun. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, you know, people say the Steelers don't use any play action. You can run play action out of the shotgun. You can. Yeah. It's a little it's, different. It you different. don't, you don't yeah. turn your back to the defense. It doesn't quite sell as much. But the other thing, too, is if you are going to operate under center – I mean, this is not entirely a Bill Walsh design, but it goes back to that, that if you're operating under center, your feet time up with the route, which when I found that out as a young person, I was amazed how impressive that is, down to the tenth of a second that Bill Walsh decided from the snap of the ball on a three-step drop, you you have X amount of time down to the tenth of a second to get open and and run this route because it's coming out now. That's that's how the zone blitz came about. Yeah, right, right. Dick LeBeau said, "Okay, we have to we have to combat this these timing routes, right? Because the ball's just coming out. We can't get there in time. We can't get there in time. Yeah, if it's so, we better do something else. So now all of a sudden, I'm dropping a defensive end out." And just now, to disrupt it, make yeah. him double clutch it. They think he's yep. coming, and all of a sudden, you know, he's he's dropping into the passing lane. The quarterback looks and goes, oh, I can't throw there. Mm-hmm. Now you've just disrupted all the time. Now it's all ad-lib time. Yeah. Right, right. But a seven-step drop is X amount of seconds. Yeah. And, you know, right. And from the shotgun, I think you can lose some of that, but you also get a better view of the field. You don't have to turn your back to the defense. So I don't know if there's one way better than the other. Um, I was a little embarrassed. I was on the, the, the radio just now with Stan Saverin, and he asked me. You were embarrassed by that? <laughs> <laughs> At least if it was video, I would have been. <laughs> but it, he asked me, you know, what percentage have they been under center and in shotgun? And I told him I just really haven't got enough good enough view. I haven't studied it. But I do think we'll see a lot more under center than we used to. Yeah, I think it's, know? I mean, just because that's what Ben Roethlisberger liked to do. Yeah, right. That's right. what he did in college. Now, when he was younger and they, they wanted to run under center, he did it, and he he, you know, he, he and if you're going to have a fullback with Jerome Bettis, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to run out of the eye, out of center, and you know, yeah. it depends who your, your your back is and what style running game you have, and all that too. Yeah, and he was a little yeah. lighter footed back then. He was much lighter footed back <laughs> right. then. He, you know, he was probably more mobile than any of these guys. I would say so. 
Trubisky's giving me a second thought, but I would say so. Yeah, I mean, Ben, yeah. ben could move. Ben could move. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a tremendous athlete. Yeah. You know, and not yeah. just move, but break tackles and, and sure. those kind of things. I mean, I mean, he was sturdier than any just about anyone I've seen. Yeah. But, I mean, just in terms of foot speed, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm just watching. They're doing seven shots right now. I can't see who's at quarterback down there. Uh, uh, somebody just overthrew, made a, uh, an overthrow there in the end zone. I know yesterday Trubis- uh, it was Trubisky – and Rudolph, who did all all seven of the seven shots, I see Pickett, I see Rudolph. So it must be Trubisky in there now. Yeah, because I see, yeah, a, I would I see a lot of because the other well. two are definitely so hovering this, around. This has got to be Trubisky. Um, yeah, we're doing our best because it's on the other end. They're of the field. clearing the other end of the field. Yeah, but it's definitely yeah, it's definitely. I see I see Pickett, I see Rudolph, I see Lodicon. Unless unless this is a Lodicon, the way he's kind of standing back there, he, is he taking a shotgun snap? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, a, it, it is, is a Lodicon. So he is getting. All right, he has now surpassed. That's all. He, was he fake snapping there? I think he was just going through the motions. It was hard to hard it to see like what we were doing. It kind uh, of looked I've like seen, he was I've seen that from these guys too. It's just kind of, uh, of pretend like he's pretending getting the snap. Pretending like they're getting the snap and then looking to see, especially from him. I've seen that a lot from because he's not getting the reps. Mm-hmm. So he's taking a mental rep. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. He knows what the play call is and then he's kind of going through it with himself. I think that was always a big thing with coaches, too, is if you're not in, take a mental rep, pretend like it's you getting the ball to the yeah. snap. Where would you go with the football? You know, it, when's I think it, that's when's what it was out? so, so uh, attractive to them about him. Yeah, he was not just – he has a lot of traits that would that makes him be able to fit this role yeah. better than maybe Joe Blow picked. Yeah, three you different know? colleges, and he started at mm-hmm. all three. And, like, you know, you're going right in and becoming the starter during COVID. Throwing code, right, right, yeah. right. And, and doing well and excelling. Yeah, it shows right, me right. he's pretty sharp. Yeah, I'm sure he can adjust yeah. on the fly and, you know, change So the they don't need to spend a lot of time with him. He's going to learn on his own. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's, you know, asking questions and things. That's that quarterback room this year. So it's, I bet they're just curious and, you know, everyone's <laughs> asking questions and you're happy your buddy asked it too yeah. because you weren't quite sure. And, you know, and, and as, as for Owalakal, I say his name so poorly. But I bet next year at this time, he's going to get a lot of snaps. I mean, Rudolph probably won't be back. I would imagine both the other two will. But he may be the guy getting the most preseason snaps of any of them next year. I would you know still think he's probably picking. Maybe he's picking, yeah. yeah. You know, but, right. but he'll get more. Certainly but he'll be than, involved, right? Yeah. I mean, he might be very useful three, four years from now. Yeah, so I, I think there's uh, there's a lot to like there. And to your point about, you know, the, so many new guys asking questions and stuff, I, Sullivan did say that. You know, really? like, he appreciated working with Ben Roethlisberger because you didn't have to go over those kind of things. Oh, yeah, right. He said, so now, like every time I'm, I'm introducing a concept or something, I'm really explaining it here because I don't, I don't have an 18-year vet. Yeah, right, Sorry. right. I mean, These guys are – I got two rookies and a guy who's new to the system, like – I got to explain exactly what we want here. Yeah, third grade teachers, fourth grade <laughs> teachers have a different approach than you know doctorate level teachers. Yeah, you know it's the, the style of teaching. You know, I mean, teaching has a lot to do with it. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, so it, it's, and I'm not implying those guys are you know, dumb or can't figure things have, out. Yeah. They just haven't done as much, and, for or, and they just got here. He, he mentioned for Trubisky, this is his third coordinator, offensive coordinator's third new system in four years. Yeah, I guess that's true. So it's you know, there's a lot of change there for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I think he's had four coaches in general now, right? Didn't he have two different guys with the Bears? I think Fox drafted yeah, him. Yeah, Fox drafted him, yeah. And then he had to adjust to. So it's just four different head yeah, coaches. And then go to Buffalo years, yeah. and then come here. So, right. I mean, I mean that's, that's, that's so hard on guys. Yeah. I, I we mean, talked about that with Baker Mayfield in the past. Yeah, right? there's been a handful of these, these guys that have had pretty good careers, but every year they have a new coach. I mean, that's really hard. Yeah, it's not easy. No. Um, and I don't know that it's, it's as hard as it used to be because – 
you know, guys weren't changing teams as much as they as they mm-hmm. used to. Now you're starting to see more guys sign one or two year deals. Yeah, yeah. It's it's more of a thing in the NFL because they, I I think the players now realize that, hey, I'm not going to get guaranteed money. It makes no sense for me to to sign a, a four year deal. Sure, sure. I mean, unless I could, you I could become a free agent. You know, two right. years from now, the, the salary cap's going to be 250 million dollars, and I'll be a free agent again then. Mm-hmm. Like, especially quarterbacks. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks last a long time without. Adding to their resume. Well, even if you look at the, the the new deals, you know the Watson deal, the Kyler Murray deal, they were only four years. Right. I think the Mahomes one's like There's eight ten, or ten. Ten years. Which, by the way, is going to be the biggest bargain in the whole league. If they don't renegotiate, you know. I mean, he's yeah. gonna, at some point he's going to say, "Hey, they're not going to." There's going to be some. They're going to tear that thing up. Sixty-five million dollar quarterback eight years from now, and mm-hmm. he's going to be making you know forty, and he's going to be like, "Yeah, we got to we got to redo this." But what is he? Twenty-five now, and yeah. the contract. So far, everyone was blown away when he signed it. It's going to be the bargain of the century. Here. Oh, without right, a doubt. Right, right. Without a doubt. Uh, anyways, we're going to take a break. I want to get into some situational stuff here, Matt. Um, okay. I know you love, love, love to put on your I'm going to play offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator here and look at player personnel packages. Ooh, okay. Uh, so we will do that when we come back. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We are live from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College. Practice taking place right now on Chuck Knoll Field right in front of us. Uh, we'll be back more to bring you uh, the updates on that right after this. Let's go play some ball. Always talking black and gold football on SNR. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 